Hello and welcome to the Climb Online podcast, How to Climb Online. We bring you top marketing stories, tips and tricks and some insider scoop on what it's like to work at Climb Online. Firstly, to give you some introductions on who we are, I'm Sophia Evans and I'll be your co-host of the podcast. And I'm Sean Barber, Senior SEO Account Manager and co-host of the podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode of How to Climb Online. Please subscribe so you're notified whenever we release a new podcast and let's get straight to it. Let's go into the top marketing stories of the week and also introduce our guest, Helena. Welcome, Helena. (laughs) Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Thank you for being on. We wanted to have you on today because you are the host of our Climb Online Book Club. Yeah, so um, our Climb Online Book Club actually came from some of our internal team meetings. Uh, We used to do a session that would focus on kind of personal development books and then each of us would read a book and then we'd kind of present it to everyone. Um, And from the success of that, that's how the Climb Online Book Club kind of came about. Uh, We had our first session last week um, and that book was The uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People um, and that went really well. Um, And yeah, so what I actually was going to speak about was kind of uh, some top... Um, reads for 2019 um, and just kind of sharing some of the books that I've read um, over the past year or so and how they've actually been really useful to me. I was actually listening to something today from Lavender. Have you heard of her before? No. She, I think you'd really like her, both of you would. She's basically a YouTuber, but she also has a podcast called Lavender Lifestyle. And it's all about how to be successful and how to be the best version of yourself. And she was basically talking in a video I was watching this morning, actually, about books. And she was basically saying how much effort people put into books. Mm. Um, they put their whole life's work into into a book which we can read in a month or a week and isn't that crazy how we can actually digest all of that information from their entire life Mm. in such a short amount of time and it's actually a really effective way of learning and it actually really encouraged me to read more books so before we get into your top books of the year so far or like what you've been reading last year and into the new year we just want to go over some marketing stories of the week particularly an update on the world record egg if you don't know what the world record egg is it was the it was just a picture of an egg on Instagram that got over 50 million likes it's now the world record holder for the most likes on Instagram ended up resulting in was cracking on a Super Bowl advert basically spreading awareness on mental health and social media the ad basically said recently I've started to crack the pressure of social media is getting to me and the video kind of sees the egg crack and then rebuild again and say if you're struggling to you know talk to somebody I think that's probably the best route he could have taken yeah I think that is actually so important from a social media perspective it's it's difficult with Facebook and Instagram because it, it's just basically a platform for some people to kind of seek validation from peers um for instance kind of like Kylie Jenner and and all of that and the amount of likes that they get just for for one picture is crazy just sometimes take a step back and think about yourself and your own, your own life. And the fact that it's actually rounded off to something really positive mm. is probably just a good end to it, isn't it? Yeah, saying that, I mean, obviously social media, like you say, can have a good impact. Like when I post pictures of, you know, my baby girl or whatever and she people are sending love and, you know, mm. it's, it's amazing. I think just be yeah. authentic, be yourself. Mm. It's a good way to connect with people and if it starts getting unhealthy, as the ad said, talk to somebody. Another story that I came by was, will we ever get edited tweets? So this is something that people have been talking about. Please. Yeah, <laughs> since, since Twitter <laughs> God, existed. 
So it was actually the, um, the CEO, Jack Dorsey, um, he again raised it in a recent podcast interview with Joe Rogan. The thing is, he's basically saying that the reason that they don't have the edit tool is because initially it was built on SMS. So I don't know if mm. you guys remember that, but you would actually text to tweet. Mm. Uh, so you'd actually send a text message and that would tweet on Twitter and that would be there for the world. Um, mm. And you, it was kind of an unedited, I suppose, like view of, of what you were watching or what you were doing, that kind of thing. So I think the reason they haven't done it is because it, could take away from that but he was basically saying like it depends on the context so if you're watching an NBA game you want it to be fast and in the moment um, and you want it to be raw but if you're on the context of considering you know something political or something like that then you might want some more time potentially to edit what you've said afterwards. I think it'll be a good thing. I can't really see the point in it to be honest because I think if you're posting a tweet you should be thinking carefully of what you're about what you're posting in the first place. Um, rather than having the option to go back and edit edit tweets. Although Twitter, I think, is really good for news. Um, <laughs> fake news, albeit, but it's still really good for news and kind of hearing what people that are really high profile and what they're saying. Um, so that's the real reason why I use it. But also Facebook and Instagram both have an edit option. Yeah, I mean, the others yeah. do. So so. Yeah, <laughs> they do. So... But I think mm. Twitter's so different though, isn't it? Because you're just yeah. firing out content. Mm. It's supposed to be sort of real-time and raw. But it's a, with Twitter, it's very hard to copy and paste the text on the app. Well, I find it difficult. So if you do make a grammar mistake or something and you want to go back and redo it, it can be a pain. So I, I, would, I would personally mm. like it. Mm. Interesting. Well, we'll see if... Um, if they change it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to be continued. <laughs> to be, yeah, that's it. To be continued. Sean, I think you had some stories of the week as well. I recently read your blog on um, the Super Bowl adverts of um, this year. If you're like me and you actually look more forward to the adverts and the actual game itself, then this should interest you. There was one from Amazon, which everyone's putting as number one, probably because they spent the most money on their adverts, they do. I've actually not seen any of you. I've seen a few, but yeah, I haven't seen the Amazon one. So what was the Amazon one about? So Amazon was basically, they were kind of having a laugh that they put Alexa in different bits of technology. So they put it in like a dog collar and he kept barking and Harrison Ford telling the dog to stop barking and the dog keeps ordering dog food to Alexa and yeah then sausages and stuff like that it it was funny to a degree what was the point though I think the point is just to say that Alexa is quite a clever tool and I think they're just having a laugh with it the one I really liked was uh, the Pepsi one yeah did you watch that one yeah for anyone who um, didn't watch that it's basically um this lady at a restaurant and then the waiter comes over to her and asks for her order and then she says oh can I have some coke and then he says is Pepsi okay you know how every time you go somewhere they're always like is Pepsi okay that's so true and so they've made like a bit of a a joke about that and then Steve Carell pops up and (laughs) um yeah so I thought that one was quite good I like that that, playing on their own so they know their audience as well they know that people often are asking for a coke Mm. and it's kind of like Pepsi's the alternative yeah but I think taking ownership of that's actually really funny yeah that's 
worth watching just to see Steve Carell's impression of Little John because Little John is in the uh, advert and he, yeah. you know, is okay. And Cardi B is also on it, so mm. it's uh, yeah, it's a really that was probably my favorite of the whole um, Super Bowl. But the other one to look out for is Expensify. They got two chains and. Adam Scott is in that video and it's kind of a music video and then there's an accountant asking for his uh, financial records and then he'll say, well, well, we don't need that because we use the Expensify app. Food porn was actually banned from the Super Bowl, but it's actually quite funny. It's basically um, this guy that is really uh, addicted to f frozen food and like microwave food and um, he keeps getting caught looking at frozen food and microwave food <laughs> and, and uh, his wife like comes in and he tries to hide his pictures of microwave food it's yeah it's really funny and it but he actually got banned because of the um the word that's used in there in the advert but it's quite funny two more um pringles basically they're they're stacking up pringles all their different flavors trying to make you know combinations of all the different pringles series mm. and uh and then basically, like, the Alexa-type device says, you know, I wish I could eat Pringles, I haven't got any arms, and, like, a bit of a soft story. And, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay, that's good. Can you play Funky Town, please? <laughs> and then Funky Town comes on, so they really don't care about it. Yeah. So that, that really funny. moved me. Yeah. And then Avocados from Mexico was actually one to look out for because um, it's like a cross but it's humans instead of dogs and the dogs are looking after the humans and um, it's all about avocado. This one woman goes rogue and tries to eat the avocado <laughs> and then she has to have one of them dog collars put on and she can't, tries to eat the avocado and it goes all over the dog collar. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, look out for them and they will be um, below on, a, on our latest blog post as well. So I look forward to that because I'm mm, going to watch so. all of them. Yeah, really um, fun. Yeah, it's interesting though, like when you're talking about avocados and dogs, obviously they have no connection really, but I think it's just quite funny how regardless of whether there's a connection or not, as long as there's a story in the advert, people still find it funny or like can engage with it. There's a, if there's a dog in it then... I'm yeah, good. that wins me yeah. over instantly. <laughs> yeah, true. So speaking of storytelling, shall we... That was a good little uh, yeah, con link. connection. Link. <laughs> into your books. So what I've done, I've just put together some of the, the kind of the best books that I read over the course of last year. Um, the first one is a book called Originals, How Nonconformists Change the World by Adam Grum. Um, so this really interesting book, it focuses on a number of really interesting people um, from like Nobel Prize winners, Disney, Apple, um, Martin Luther King. Um, lots of lots of different companies as well, and um, uses examples of the approaches they use to make them uh, make them successful. Um, one line from this book that ties in quite nicely with something we say at Climb Online is that activity really does breed results. Um, they basically use examples of Shakespeare, like different composers, um, and demonstrate that they've obviously produced a, a huge amount of work during the course of their lifetime, but we only really hear about like 1% of it. Um, so if you think of that, then how much work they would have produced and, and kind of how much of that was kind of 
good. Um, And so it basically talks about how you should be using that approach to anything you're doing in life. I like that. So we basically need to make 100 podcasts. We do, and then (laughs) we'll find the winner. (laughs) Um, They also mentioned the company Upworthy, um, and they basically have a rule internally that for every article they write, they have to come up with 25 article titles for that one article. And they kind of say that the by the time you get to the 24th title, it's going to be rubbish. But then the 25th is going to be like the winner mm. of them all, really. And there's the second book, actually, is called Black Box Thinking. Yeah. Um, I really I actually read this book a while ago, but it's just really stuck with me. Um, it focuses on the perception of failure across different industries, uh, such as the aviation, judicial and healthcare industries. In health care the studies show that failure isn't dealt with in the same way as like for example aviation so if um, a plane goes down or something like that you know the level of investigation that goes with that and then it kind of I mean that the title of the book is called black box thinking for a reason it basically talks about how successful aviation has been um, in comparison to other industries such as healthcare um, like for instance healthcare if, if someone dies kind of under your watch obviously that's a very difficult thing to face up to um, so it talks about the difficulties with that the actual intro to that book's really powerful it's so really you know, scary yeah, if, if no one's read it I'd recommend it starts within healthcare yeah it talks about how um, this lady went in for just a routine operation um, I think, I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was something to do with her airways. Yes, it was. Um, like a sinus thing or something like that. Um, and then when they put her under, um, kind of under anaesthetic, she had a really bad reaction. Um, and for what's, it was meant to be a routine operation. Um, and then that she just couldn't breathe. And then the nurse kind of knew exactly what to do, but because of all the doctors around her were saying, let's do this, let's do this. Yeah. Um, but the nurse knew what to do, and she didn't do it mm. because of kind of... She fear. felt the fear. She yeah. felt threatened by authority. Obviously, it was a very big risk to do what she was doing, but it probably would have paid off. Mm-hmm. And really sadly, the, the lady died, and it was just a routine operation. Yeah. And so it uses lots of different examples like that across loads of different industries mm. and how they have different approaches. Um, so that's a really good book. The next book that I'd recommend, and this was um, Book Club's most recent read, which we discussed a couple of weeks ago during the book club launch, um, which is called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, I'm sure quite a few of the listeners might have heard of it, um, but you still might not have read it. Um, this was a really, really interesting read, actually, and it makes you think very, very differently. Um, The thing that I like the most about it is that normally when you kind of read books from the 20th century, like personal development books, they kind of just seem to be giving you ideas as to how you can manipulate people to do what you want. But then looking deeper into like what like character traits that you should have to be able to um, influence people in a positive way. They break it down into seven segments and the first three segments and um, they focus on private victories, um, so it's all stuff to do about yourself in your like kind of private um, sphere, and that part is actually very personal, which I like. Um, and then the second part um, is called public victories, and they break down three different habits um, that you could kind of be utilising in a public sphere. So, for example, um, in the first section of the book, um, focusing on private victories, 
And there's habit one, which is to be proactive. Then there's habit two, begin with the end in mind. And then there's habit three, um, which is called put first things first. So you can see each of the titles gives you an indication of what he's going to be talking about throughout. Um, my favourite part really was um, habit two, begin with the end in mind. Um, it gets really personal, actually. In the beginning of this uh, chapter, he basically put, he makes you, um, and throughout the book, actually, he makes you visualise different scenarios. And through that visualisation, you can get a deeper understanding of actually what you want from life and the kind of person you are and what you think is really valuable. Um, in this section, he starts off saying, imagine you're going to a funeral of a loved one. Like picture yourself driving to like the chapel, the funeral parlour. I know it gets quite intense. Um, you walk into the building, you see the flowers, you see the faces of loved ones as you pass along the way. Um, you walk to the front of the room and look into the casket and you suddenly come face to face with yourself oh. three years from now. And so obviously that was really intense. Um, and it basically says there's four speakers at your funeral. What do you want each of these people to, to say about you? It could like one of the speakers could be like a work colleague, like mother, father, sister, brother, friends, like that kind of stuff. And it breaks it down into that. Oh and I actually had a really deep think about it to get an understanding of the things that I actually want from life and the person that I want to be perceived to be and actually to be as well. Um, and wrote down the things that I wanted them to say about me. And it's a really wow. interesting exercise to do. I realise I got really deep there. Gosh, no, yeah, that, that's actually really, really interesting. And is there a reason that it's three years in the future? Because is it supposed to be sort of any longer than three years? Is that kind of too long in terms of setting? I don't know. He, he doesn't actually specify, but I do think that is a good amount of time because it's not too far in the future that it's impossible to imagine. Mm. But you can kind of think of yourself three years from now and what you'd want to be achieving. Yeah, it's more realistic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. Um, and kind of the point of it is that um, he thinks, and I think we could all agree, is that it's so easy to just get caught up in an activity trap and you're just doing things, you're doing things, but you don't really sit back and reflect about like what you want, you actually want from life. Um, and and um, another thing that he discussed in this chapter was about writing a personal mission statement for yourself. Like, you know how a company would write a mission statement. He says you need to write one for yourself that you can reflect back on at any time, literally outlining exactly who you want to be, what you want to achieve, what's really important to you, um, literally your core values. Um, and then if you're any, if in any situation and you're not really sure kind of how to approach it, you can then reflect back on your personal mission statement and mm. then you'll be reminded of, okay, so what is really important to me right now is this. I really like that as well because I think that I, and I like the title is, it's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I think what I was going to say is that people deem success in lots of different ways. And mm. I think sometimes, personally, I find it very easy to be, I'm going down my journey of what I deem to be successful. But then say, for example, someone was like, oh, but don't you want to like strive to have more money and like strive mm. to this? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I should be getting more money. Like yeah. I'm going to go down this route all of a sudden. But really, is that actually like what I genuinely want? Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm not really money driven. That's yeah. not how I 
define my own success mm-hmm. personally. So I find it easily, I'm easily swayed. But I think if you had your own mission statement and your values of what you wanted to be known for, how you define your own success, you'd probably stay on your own path and actually achieve that. And they're not always, I think it's quite easy to like think financial, mm, yeah. um, you know, being financially well off and things like that is success but actually like that's just one very very small part of life yeah you know like your financial success yeah there's so many other things that can make you a successful person yeah no definitely and that's what I really liked about this book like it wasn't superficial in any way um and I think a lot of these books can kind of give off that vibe yeah just being successful is all about money and achieving like a certain salary and that kind of stuff what's the um what's the background of the author has he done any research into this how did he find that these are the seven you know he's a he defines himself as a lecturer and a businessman so basically his whole life is kind of um revolves around researching this kind of stuff um and then obviously teaching it as well I don't know why he defines himself as a businessman. Um, and also a lot of the things... Uh, he it tells a lot of stories during the um, book. And a lot of it is to do with going in and consulting businesses, like CEOs of companies, to try and understand their culture, their team, um, how to make their teams more efficient, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's also a good quote. It's incredibly easy to get caught up in an activity trap in the business of life, to work harder and harder at climbing the ladder of success only to discover it's leaning against the wrong wall. I love this. I love it. Yeah. I'm about to literally go and order this on Amazon. You can have my copy. It's Thank so good. you. I've yeah. been wanting to read this actually for a while. So this was a really good session to hear a little bit of a synopsis from you so yeah. that I can decide. Because it's like you say, with some of those other books, I do get put off sometimes. I mean, I am driven by many different things uh, money is one yeah, yeah. Mean, you know I'm not gonna lie well. another thing is like just with work I mean I turn up every day to work not for the money it's more I want to show people what I'm capable of um, grow um, so success for me is just getting better as a person but also skill wise um, and also you know as a family member uh, you know I always believe you know I could be better now a dad mm. yeah <laughs> um be a better son be a better you know brother or whatever and mm. so every day you're learning and so i want to develop in that way as well so it seems See, like a yeah. good book yeah if you develop as a person you will most times get the rewards elsewhere mm-hmm. i think you develop as a person you will see the financial rewards if you're doing the right things mm. so yeah it kind of comes hand in hand that's, anyway, yeah, doesn't it? that's yeah. the way i see it as well i think like if i'm on my own journey then hopefully work hard and success will come to me rather than being like super like mm. only focused on one thing if that makes sense mm. you can't i've always said that you can't um judge yourself against other people's journeys everyone's got a different journey in life and some have had it had a bit more luck than you some have just fell in the right place at the right time um and some will be smarter than you and and there are people better than you all the time there's going to be someone better than you but then someone that's Um, smarter than you might not be as witty as you yeah it's all about about finding your your strength and and finding your unique selling point I guess um, and working on it and making yourself better 
I love that. Like, it's almost like we're little businesses. Like, yeah. and we do marketing for a living. It's almost like marketing ourselves and like, what are our own brand values? Our USPs is everything we do for clients. Yeah. But actually, like thinking about it for yourself in that way, it's quite interesting. That is really interesting, actually, because when you think you have a client and then you have to learn so much about what they value as a brand, and then it's so weird actually thinking about it for yourself. It's completely, completely different. Like, it, it's not a bad thing to know that there are people out there ahead of you. And mm. you shouldn't be scared of having to kind of, you know, work your way up to their level or get past them. You know, mm. there will always be someone on top of you. Don't matter if you're, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump or something. Mm. There's still someone above you. You have to always, you know, climb to where you want to get to, so... No one's on the top of anyone. Mm. We're all just, like, our own little entities that are going through this mm. weird journey. It's very interesting. Anyway, I feel... spiritual, haven't we? It's actually quite funny, because when we discussed this book in Book Club, everyone did get so deep and spiritual. And, yeah why I would recommend the book. I'm 100% Get to know yourself. I'm going to borrow yours and read that yeah. if that's okay. Yes. That's interesting. I really, really like the sound of that. Okay, so last week a very popular thing was the game. The, the Google <laughs> game. I've been really excited about this after listening to last week's podcast. Actually. You know that I'm the, uh, the, the reigning champion. I've, uh, yeah, I have. Of heard. the one game we yeah. played. <laughs> Well, you have to beat Kristen's record of zero. So, <laughs> so that should be too that. challenging. <laughs> so the game is all based around when I searched into Google mm-hmm. earlier this week. Um, Facebook is dot, dot, dot. You can go first. I did cut out any oh. rude stuff, by the way. Yeah. Ha- oh, okay. Damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh. Facebook is... Safe? No. Um. It's not safe. <laughs> um, dying. Yes. Knew it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's painful. There's a word oh, wow. that I'm like, I literally have it, but it's not. It's not like. What keeps coming to mind is like humane, but it's not humane. It's another uh, word like that. Yeah, I, like, know, I know what you're saying. Um, cool. No. <laughs> That's a shock. Apparently. I was going to say um, GDPR compliant. It's not being searched for, no. Okay. So. What was your hesitation yeah, there with that? what was the hesitation? Is, it, is there something the, similar? There's something there in are there, things there? Similar based around kind of data things like protection. that. So just Facebook is... Oh, no. <laughs> I was about to say safe, but I've already said you that. that. <laughs> so you've said safe and cool. And then safe again. Yeah. Because <laughs> I forgot I said safe. Is this your opinions on Facebook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> safe and cool. Dead. Yep. Yes! Oh, so they're, Wait. they're dying and dead. They're, they're oh, gone. That's so depressing. <laughs> Yikes. It's not dead. Facebook is... Owned by Mark Zuckerberg? Question mark? No. Uh, do you think people will Google that? Facebook is owned by Instagram? Question mark. No. Oh, that was a good one. Facebook is the largest social media platform? Question mark. No. Facebook is. <laughs> I was going to say next person to get it can win win the round. Oh, okay, fine. Facebook is an advertising platform. Facebook 
is stalking me. Oh, Facebook is listening to me. Yeah, I'm gonna give uh, you that. Yes, because Facebook enough. is listening. Yeah, there. Oh, there we go. Um, no, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this chat. Thank you, Helen. I've really enjoyed listening to the books you've read, and yeah. definitely will be attending the book club. What's the next nice. book? The Chimp Paradox. I actually really would like to read yeah, this. Yeah, that was people's choice, by the way. If you really like this podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe and also give us five stars or whatever you feel this podcast deserves on Apple or Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this. Um, and we hope you tune in again for the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.